0: 16th century Japan brave men ride into battle fighting an evil emperor with their only hope a golden scepter that can open the gates of time itself now in their darkest hour come four brave fighters from another time another place Another species?
1: cowbunga dudes! Oh,
0: radical. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back once more to Podcast Part 3, the Part 3 Podcast, your go-to source for all things about movies that came after two other movies. I am
1: Sam. And I am Will.
0: And... Will's making me talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, specifically 1993's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, which I thought was subtitled Turtles in Time, but that's actually a video game.
1: Funny thing about that is that uh, some of the um, like streaming sites, when you buy this movie on uh, on them, it is subtitled Turtles in Time, but that's not the official subtitle, but that is the video game subtitle. <laughs>
0: Yes. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Ninja Turtles, it's an IP that runs deep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yes, um, in a franchise just uh, rife with low points, this is a true low point for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, it is uh, a, a, what we'll call a classic uh, third movie that is Rush. It's a Robocop 3. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is not oh, yeah. to call the first two Robocop 1 or even Robocop 2. But uh, it is a it is a, everyone's tired. No one cares, and it's going to essentially kill the franchise for probably fifteen years. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, yeah, or maybe about ten. Um, yeah, it, well, this is
0: I, I I um I didn't. Yeah, ten years. Ten years is when the uh, two thousand three is when the the first. Animated, animated series people, came out. The yeah. only thing in the interim was the next mutation. Right, which no live one... live-action series, which no one talks about.
1: Because no one, one, no one yeah. likes. And they had a, a crossover with Power Rangers at one point, which is That's one of those right, yeah. those strange uh, two, bre- two uh, kids' fads meeting, which I guess would be like if Pokemon and... Um, I don't know. what
0: <laughs> Um... Yeah, it would. Pokemon and Paw
1: Patrol met up at some point.
0: (laughs) It's basically like (laughs) it's something that they would do on like an episode of Teen Titans Go.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Uh, But
0: anyway, yes. Uh, So the Ninja Turtles, Um, they they are obviously still in the cultural zeitgeist, but it is it's hard to really, uh, uh, it's hard for those of you that weren't there at the time to put into words just what a phenomenon the Ninja Turtles were, and and much like uh, Rambo last week when we were talking about Stallone movies, the Ninja Turtles, uh, what everyone thinks of when they think of the Ninja Turtles and, like, the images that are in your head could not be farther from what their original intent were, much like Rambo, what we think of with Rambo versus what First Blood is. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it started as an an indie comic in the the mid '80s. Started, uh, created by Peter Eastman and Kevin Laird. No, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, Northampton's
0: um, favorite sons.
1: Exactly, um, and uh, and they created this thing, uh, sort of as a parody, but also a loving homage to Frank Miller, Ninja Daredevil comics. Yeah, um, and uh, and it became. Just this giant like indie success, like one of the first really like big indie comic books, and of course the thing that you do when something becomes a big success is you license it out and turn it into a toy line, which uh, and then became a animated series and which was the biggest fucking thing if you were, you know, I don't know, between the ages of 5 and 10 in 1988.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like all good uh, franchise cartoons in the uh, 80s, the toys came first and then the animated series. Right.
1: And, uh... And it was just the biggest thing. I mean, it combines sort of, like a lot of sort of kids' trends, it combines kind of a bunch of different trends into one. I don't think anyone sort of thought this at the time, but it combines sort of pizza culture, um, the obsession with martial arts and ninja stuff, and, um, and superheroes into kind of this, and monsters and weird creatures into kind of this blend of just something that was... Awesome and weird and confused parents and delighted kids.
0: (laughs) Yes, and it had that classic late eighties, early nineties, Bill and Ted, Wayne and Garth, surfer attitude. You know, like (laughs) cool, cool dudes with
1: attitudes. (laughs) And uh, and shockingly, the uh, you know not terribly shockingly, the uh, a live action movie was not too far behind but it was not like a big studio thing it was an independent movie um and that was also a giant hit in 1990 kind of coasting off batman's uh tim the first tim burton Batman success um and then it was followed by a sequel a year later like they jumped right onto that and then uh and then about a year and a half two years later came um uh, came uh, the, the discussion for tonight.
0: <laughs> yes. And it is a classic. Uh, just di- You can just look at the box office uh, charts to see the diminishing returns, where the first movie was the fourth highest-grossing movie of the year. The second movie was the tenth-highest-grossing movie of the year. Uh, and then uh, na- t- uh, Ninja Turtles 3 was the 31st highest-grossing <laughs> movie of the year, getting just knocked out of the top 30 by the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah,
1: and this is... This is clearly a movie made as a as a fad was starting to wane. The tide had crested. I mean the the animated series lasted for another 3 years or so after this, but you know, uh, 3 months after this movie came out, Power Rangers premiered. So it was yes. like this was this was the end of tur- of the Turtle franchise at that time. And it's big popularity
0: yeah it's it's 93 is a pop culture sea change uh in the works it's you know the 90s truly begin ninja turtles fades out power rangers fades in this movie comes out in march of 93 june of 93 you've got jurassic park right which changes cinema completely or at least changes blockbusters
1: yeah yeah and so so i mean i don't know what there is to say about this movie it's like so Sam, imagine you're a writer, and you come into the New Line offices, and they say we're gonna we're gonna do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. A um, couple things: the uh, you know the parents have complained about violence, so the turtles can't really use their weapons. Uh, we don't have any money, um, and uh, we're gonna set it in feudal Japan. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh,
0: it- Sending the Ninja Turtles back to uh, feudal Japan and, like, the land of samurai isn't the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. No, uh, it's not. And and the the weapons thing, it's like, well, they, they, they didn't use their weapons in two. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. they, they've, like, Leonardo has, like, a pair of katanas on his back and he's, you know, beating people up with yo-yos and link sausage in that movie. <laughs> in this one, it's funny because they have, like, he, like, so... Uh, Leonardo and Raphael have bladed weapons, whereas Donatello and Michelangelo have bow staffs and nunchucks. Uh, But in this one, I like that both Leonardo and Raphael wield their swords and and uh, and uh, uh, what are the The
1: size size size? Thank you. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Electra's weapon of choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They'll wield them, but like they clearly are working overtime in the fight choreography to make sure they never actually hit anyone with them. So he'll have his sword out and then he'll kick you in the head or something right. like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So
0: no, I, I, um, look, so I remember this. I didn't see any of these movies in theaters. I was, uh, if you weren't into the Ninja Turtles, you knew someone who was, and I'm one of those people that knew someone who was, I didn't have a shredder dome. I had friends that had a shredder dome. <laughs> uh, and so my cousin in particular was a huge Ninja Turtles fan and I sort of was i sort of watched it through him through like his enthusiasm and as i I said last week we watched this he rented this movie or he owned this movie on i'm sure this was a a purchase (laughs) uh in his house um and we watched this movie and uh when casey jones comes on screen he made us all applaud uh (laughs) and now i won't lie uh, this movie doesn't deserve elias Coteus. but uh, no i
1: mean in- but <laughs> I, I
0: thinking back there i am not i i um i don't have enough sugar in my system anymore to keep up with the energy of the ninja turtles but putting it through like a, a you know 7 year old sam's pov that once you get past like the it opens in japan 1603 and you get some uh, bullshit with the prince and the rebels right, right. and all that but cut to them in their their <laughs> new york art loft slash sewer and them just like breakfast club walking in come on you you know like any kid that loved the turtles even if this movie's a turd marked out for that like, yeah. that's, like, I, like uh, when that happened i was like okay okay i remember like okay i could see why some, Just it's the it's just the first five minutes is just uh like fight like Like, it's like they they just were like, let's just put in the, the, like, test reels we shot of the, like, suit movement. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Just practicing their their karate moves to no one in particular.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's fun. I mean, like... I, the turtle antics in this just feel so tired. and Yeah, and, and they well,
0: feel... it's, all AD, it's all ADR'd, and it's just n- nonstop quipping.
1: Yeah, it just keeps going and going. And wh- the thing about the, the live-action movies, I, the, the first one I feel like is a legitimately good movie, and it treats its premise as seriously as it could. Um, mm. And it makes this really gritty and grimy New York that feels like something out of The Warriors. Um, but it's... Uh, and. And the problem is, is that parents just were like, we can't. Uh, parents groups rioted. Basically, they just this was like it was too dark, it was too violent for for children. So then they they lightened the tone, and that's when a lot. I mean, the banter was always there in that first movie, but once the tone lightened, the, like that's just nonstop, just wall to wall, pop culture references that feel about like a decade old, and just. And, and and just jokes, and bad jokes, and quips. Yeah, and,
0: and the middle movie, the second movie, is kind of like, that's the fun bad one, because that right. one's got, you know, that's still got Shredder as your villain, and that's got not Bebop and Rocksteady, but Taka and Razar, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the the poor man's Bebop and Rocksteady, right. and, and that's got Vanilla Ice, of course, right. it's, yes, got, it's got, you know, just... Them crashing into a Vanilla Ice concert, and he on the fly comes up with Ninja
1: Rap. Yeah, uh, you know, like a yeah, true artist and a true professional yeah. would. You know, I mean,
0: I mean, if you want to date your movie, put Vanilla Ice. <laughs> well, I <ice> said <in> it. <laughs> <laughs> God. So yeah, the hook of this is that uh, April O'Neil's finally going on vacation, uh, and she uh, acts and she. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a codependent relationship. Forget Murtaugh and Riggs. April O'Neil and the Turtles.
1: Well, and it, she's got to
0: go what, like once a week to the flea market to buy these assholes a bunch of tchotchkes <laughs> and stuff. Well, and this is come the on, thing. come on down and help deal with like Raphael's bipolar disorder. <laughs> like this will cheer him up. It's a fidget spinner, you know.
1: You know, it, it never like I never question the Turtles' relationship with April. uh... Ever in any of these things except this movie, when the turtles start getting horny for April, that happens in the the, the Michael
0: Bay ones too. Yeah. Michelangelo specifically is clearly <laughs> attracted to human women in this movie. What is that? What? what whose idea was it that <laughs> these let's let's assume teenager turtles would be right. would be attract? Are they attracted to? Hu- human women i guess it, that's why in next mutation they were like let's give it, them a girl turtle yeah so, so they, it, <laughs> this doesn't
1: keep happening it's but it's it, again like the other two movies i don't question it and it, it, it even though how strange it is for this this grown woman to be hanging out with teenage turtles like um but this movie when they start like commenting on her legs and like and it just it gets so weird, and you're like, "What yeah. is their relationship here? This
0: this well, seems." And, it, odd. and Michelangelo's <laughs> attracted to like the leader of the rebellion of the rebel. in Japan, yeah. yeah, the girlfriend of the prince that swapped places with April, right?
1: And he's and he's like at the last minute is like, "I'm gonna stay in feudal Japan and have a relationship with this woman," and you're like, w- "What is who? Why? Why is this?" And she's this and movie? she's like,
0: "How do I let this giant mutant <laughs> child down easy?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it's, oh, it's
0: it's. I mean, uh, it, like I like I said, like the, the like idea of sending the turtles back in time is great. That's a fun idea. You could send them to a lot of different places. It's all in the execution,
1: right? Well, and
0: it, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, and they get really bogged down in the interpersonal relationships of the characters in feudal Japan.
1: Yeah, you you have to do this big buy-in to care a lot about the goings-on. Of the of the you know the prince his father the daimyo, this uh, this British this British colonizer weapons dealer like arms dealer like, yeah guy. he stole all
0: those he stole all the weapons from the LAPD <laughs> evidence locker it's our good <laughs> podcast part three alum uh, Stuart Wilson
1: Stuart Wilson from Lethal Weapon three um, <laughs> the and poor uh, man
0: the poor man's David Warner
1: yeah yeah and but it, you just it asks you to buy into all of their relationships and all the turtle stuff becomes sort of secondary until they start having weird relationships with all the characters that feel so divorced from anything else that's happening in the movie.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like there is, they are half heartedly attempting a sort of theme about the turtles realizing they have to grow up a little bit and not wanting to necessarily and all that. And, I mean, honestly, the angle you could have gone with is you go with a Magnificent Seven thing, where right. these four ninja nin, ninja masters, the, the Ninja Turtles, have to train these villagers to fight back against uh, uh, the, Band-Aids, the, the Band-Aids. bad guys. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what you feel like, and especially the. Um... Raphael and the little kid—it feels like that's taken from Seven Samurai, The Magnificent Seven. Yeah, you know, but, I think
0: there's exactly that in uh, Magnificent Seven with Charles Bronson.
1: Yeah, and and which is not a terrible idea. It's just none of it is threaded through the whole movie properly. It's not like they in present day New York they they are starting to have these feelings of needing to graduate, of go, of you know, becoming, you know. Raphael needs to become a parent and needs to learn how to. It, none of that is threaded at the beginning, so they don't. When they get to the past, they the lessons that they learned are not connected to their previous lives or what they're thinking or feeling before they end up in in feudal Japan. No, they you know? they don't
0: learn anything. Nor do they like pick up information along the way that they like that help them in any way, shape, no. or form. The thing that saves them in the end is that they're turtles. <laughs> they can right. They can go into their shell. Their head
1: can go into their shell, exactly. Uh,
0: in a very awkward, like, special effect.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah the, I mean, it's clear they had no money because the suits look like just these horrible nightmare visions. Uh, oh, yeah. Visions. Well, they, the, like, all, the, Leonardo, all the
0: animatronics in this are, are pretty uh, rough.
1: And Leonardo's teeth really freak me out. Really oh yeah, I know. they all they're look like, like, really like they're really wearing... present and they're just ugh.
0: just comedy dentures. Uh, and yeah. then Splinter of course. It, Splinter's looking real beat in this movie. Yeah, it, well, and
1: he can't move. They they have oh, him in one fucking, thing and the <laughs> shitty
0: animatronic in his little like Zoltar window, <laughs> you know, the whole time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Man, it's uh, it's a rough movie, and it's clear no one really cares. Uh, and like,
0: except Elias Coteas, he except Elias trying. Coteas,
1: who is, and like he's, and he has to, he is the hardest thing to do because he has to play two different characters. <laughs> I mean, I
0: don't know if he had to. I don't really understand what Wits' deal is supposed to be in the uh, 17th or, century stuff.
1: But in but in the feudal Japan stuff. Elias Koteos is playing it like it is The Last Samurai, or something like that.
0: Yeah, he. I mean, he's yeah. trying. He's putting in an effort. Uh, yeah. And then, like, he's, you know... Uh, Casey Jones isn't in the second one, and, uh, you know, so it's cool that they brought him back. I think he's a fun character. And he has one of my two favorite line deliveries in the whole movie, which is when <laughs> they ask him, can you stay here and, like, look after Splinter? <laughs> and he's been bitching about it, and then he just goes... I would be honored. (laughs) I'd be honored. I'd be honored. (laughs)
1: It's like... It's just like...
0: It's hard to describe, but he's just like... He just is like, yeah, okay.
1: Well, it feels so genuine, too. He's like... Yeah. It's like, I would do anything for
0: Splinter. I respect (laughs) Splinter. You guys suck. I respect Splinter.
1: (laughs) It's just unfortunate that he doesn't really do anything except train or, you know, teach feudal... uh... (laughs) samurai how to play hockey. <laughs> yeah,
0: he, he looks out he looks after the the, the Japanese the, the honor guard and stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the other line I actually genuinely l- laughed at was um, late in the movie, Stuart Wilson sees the turtles and he goes, My god, who's your tailor? And you just hear one of them go, We're naked.
1: Yeah.
0: It's so hard, but I can't describe why that amuses me. <laughs> because I don't know if he's joking or if he's, if, if he's being earnest, you know, like, oh, we're, I, we're not wearing we're... clothes.
1: <laughs> we, we, yeah. We've got our belts and we've got our, uh, our bandanas. That's uh, that's all we got. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, I saw this movie in the theater and I remember thinking, walking out being like, huh. and my turtle, I, I was a, Fan. I wouldn't say I was a mega fan, but I liked the Turtles a lot. And seeing this movie, I remember walking out and being like, eh, it's okay. <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're like seven years old, you see a movie, pretty much any movie you see on the big screen is great. But like that one, I was like, I don't know about this.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's sequels are usually uh, people's intro, like young kids intro into movies being bad.
1: Yeah, because your yeah.
0: anticipation is higher for a sequel, and it's more likely to disappoint you. And this yeah. is, like, classic, that. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is textbook high expectations ultimately disappointed.
1: Yeah. Well, and, 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 it was a, you...
0: and it was a rough spring in 1993. Everyone was just waiting for Jurassic Park, and in the meantime, you had, I wrote it down, you had Groundhog Day, and you had The Sandlot, but you also had The Crush, Cop and a Half, Super Mario Brothers, and a week before this, Swing Kids.
1: Oh, man.
0: God, and If y'all haven't seen Swing Kids, um, did you know the real victims of the Nazis were kids who like swing music?
1: <laughs> but it's okay, because the Nazis were defeated in the end.
0: Oh, my God, that movie. God. So that movie oh. is tough. I... I... I will never. That was we. We will and I. We've talked about our. We took a class on bad movies in college together, and this was a movie, and I'd never heard of it. It's got Robert Sean Leonard. It's got young Christian Bale. It's got Kenneth Branagh, but he didn't want his name attached to it. Uh, <laughs> and it's about kids who like. It's supposed to be about, I guess, like the bohemian lifestyle of whatever germany i guess yeah, uh, pre- yeah they were, as the nazis are rising to power but the whole movie makes it seem like the nazis greatest sin was cracking down on swing clubs and then at the end of the movie there's like an ep- like a, a like text epilogue that says like essentially your saving grace here is that the Nazis lost the war, and you can still buy Big Bad Voodoo Daddy's albums today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. So, a, it's a, it's a uh, bananas movie. It's a. It's one of the. It's a. It's like one of those movies that clearly thought it was had like a message, and it had things yeah. to say, and it, the execution is just truly awful.
1: It's really bad. It's yeah. It's, it's bad.
0: That... I'd rather watch this movie. I'd rather watch Ninja Turtles three than Swing Kids for sure.
1: Well, because at least Ninja Turtles 3 doesn't have like a sense of importance about itself. Like Ninja Turtles 3 is very obviously a product and it is trying to cash in as much money on this fad before they can't make any money anymore on it.
0: Yeah, short of (laughs) uh, kind of at the tail end, a protracted debate about the morality of time travel. uh, There's really, (laughs) yeah, they don't have like a message. They're just trying to do, 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 (laughs) look, it's the turtles and they're doing stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the other movies had. I mean, and this movie hints at it, but the other movies had like uh, kind of themes of you know brotherhood and uh, and family. I mean, they you know they're su- they're not a, they're not subtle at all, but they're there. And here, there's like, eh, yeah, okay, we gotta have it in there. We gotta have a little kid because the little kids are gonna watch it. But like, who cares? <laughs> oh,
0: by the way the fucking balls naming that kid Yoshi. Uh, That's just yeah. <laughs> them saying, this has got to be the only Japanese name kids know in 1993 <laughs> is Yoshi.
1: God, that is a rough spring. You just, the, the movies you just rattled off. Holy Yeah, shit. well, it's, Those it's, you're,
0: bad. you're, you're two years off Terminator 2. It's, yeah, it's, it's, you're waiting for Jurassic Park. And I don't yeah. think, it's like, I think it's, I, I you have to, like the build up to Jurassic Park was like very subtle at first cuz yeah. as kids like when you're 7 you don't necessarily seven or you were 26 I think yeah, um, you know uh you don't re- we didn't like know who Spielberg was and uh you know you don't um we didn't think of movies in the context of directors per se And he hadn't had like a huge hit in a few years because I think was hook hook was before Jurassic Park was
1: before I think hook was two years before No, maybe two yeah two years before Jurassic Park and then yeah that sounds right
0: yeah oh here it is 1991 it's the 14th highest grossing movie (laughs) of the year so uh, Secret of the Ooze beat it Secret of the Ooze uh beat, knocked backdraft out of the top ten, but lost to The Naked Gun two and a half.
1: Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> it's
0: crazy, when you look back at, like, box office charts from, say, like, the late 80s and early 90s, when you see the movies that were, like, the highest grossing movies of the year, and you think about, like, this nowadays it would be inevitably... Like, some sort of sequel or IP or Marvel or Star Wars. Like, back, like uh, to think there was a time when the second highest grossing movie of the year could be Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves.
1: <laughs> well, which I guess technically is an IP movie. The highest grossing movie of 1990 was Ghost. Yeah, 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 you don't see that nowadays. You no.
0: Well, you don't see mid-budget you movies. Well, you anymore. wouldn't see a movie so. like
1: Ghost being made, or it would be made. It'd just be shunted to Netflix, and then and yeah, then uh, removed from the <laughs> service for a tax write-off.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's the thing. Is also we don't have movie stars like we used to. Uh, no. That was that that no. movie was not that movie was a sequel in that it was the new Patrick Swayze movie, <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like if back then. Uh, stars were franchises, uh, same as IP was. And I don't think there really is that anymore, with the exception of Tom Cruise, maybe.
1: Yeah, but even, well, I don't know. It's hard to say, because not, like, the Mission Impossible movies and, and you know, Top Gun 2, the, they made a lot of money, but, to, like, well, that's what I other mean. It's Tom like, Cruise but... movies don't. You know, it's not like people follow Tom Cruise anymore. No,
0: you know? that's, that's true, I guess. But it is, like... Would those two franchises thrive without Tom Cruise?
1: No, I mean, and, and you know, I think it's also he. He also became. I don't know if he was he a producer on the first Mission Impossible movie. Do you know?
0: In the nineties, I yeah. doubt it. I doubt it. That was, that was what, 95? Oh my God, that was ninety. So
1: 96, I think. 96, but, yeah. that was De Palma. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, he was, Tom Cruise was firmly A-list in 96, but I don't think he was necessarily, that also wasn't as common a thing back then. Right,
1: yeah, so, but I don't think he, he, I think he became a producer on those movies, at least with part two, so I don't, I mean, if, without somebody with that, with that name shepherding a series like that you know i don't know if it would it would be a thing you know yeah
0: it's you either it's if it's not someone like tom cruise it's a director like spielberg or right. james cameron it's it's a it's a, a behind the camera talent it's exactly cuz like f- producers are more powerful than ever but they're also a little more under the radar. You don't have right. the you don't have like uh, Joel Silvers the way you had in the late 80s early 90s.
1: Right. I mean aside from somebody like Kevin Feige, you know, but yeah, you don't have that kind of like mega producer, your Joel Silvers, your Jerry Bruckheimers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Or
0: even your like your Golden Globuses. Right, right. They they're all in television like that's yeah. that's Dick Wolf yeah. that's Shonda Rhimes you know that that's where they all went along with like writers
1: as personalities As producers and as the 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 personalities yeah, yeah. all of
0: this uh it, it just highlights the fact that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 had not a producer or a writer or a director or a star uh that could keep it on track <laughs> so <laughs> it is it is a real nothing movie i, I it's no. like i want to it's it's if we were if we were talking about Secret of the Ooze, we'd be having a lot of giggles, because that one's the real fun, dumb one. Right, this or, one's or the just, first- This one. is like Yeah, this is like Robocop 3. It's just like it's it's sad.
1: It's No, there's not a lot to talk about. What is interesting, I think, is to look at the Turtles as a franchise. Um, especially after this point, because the cartoon limped on for another three years or so and kind of ended its run in nineteen ninety-six. The the toys were still out there. They were kind of pumped up every once in a while when they, they did like these variants where it's like, here's the turtles as universal monsters, or here's the turtles yeah. as Star Trek people, or here's the turtles. Yeah. And,
0: and and a new movie you know, means new a new toy line. Like oh, here's the turtles right. as samurai. You know that's right sort of
1: exactly. And so they they kind of like pumped out that stuff. Um, but the the turtle and then they made the this live action show. The next mutation, which basically killed the franchise, yeah. whatever was left of it,
0: and and that's a classic case of uh, IP trying to imitate other IP because, right. you know, like you said, they crossed over with Power Rangers, but it was aggressively trying to give give the turtles a Power Rangers vibe.
1: And I think it was produced by Saban too. I think Saban yeah, I think, got I the think rights, that's and, what it was. and they they tried their hand at it, and then it kind of laid dormant until 2003 when they redid a new animated series which was supposed to be kind of merged two tones which was supposed to be the original comics and sort of the lighthearted hearted fair um and that was pretty successful for five or six years and they even made they even beat spider-verse to the punch of multiverse shenanigans that's right oh i forgot about turtles forever, forever you are right? absolutely
0: right yes that was their yeah. That was their into the into the Spider Verse where the uh, eighties ones teamed up with the two thousand three ones and the comic book ones
1: exactly. Um, and then uh, and then there was the the two thousand what was that was that two thousand seven uh, movie animated uh, CGI animated movie which was okay. I think it, there's yeah, good and stuff that's in and it. that's technically meant to be
0: a, a sequel. It's it's to, it's sort of like Superman Returns. It's kind of exactly. Uh, spiritually a sequel to the live action movies from the 90s.
1: Yeah, and there there are little easter eggs like the time scepter from this is in that and the ooze canister. So it's like they they hint at it. It does sort of follow some of the threads laid down by the first by the first two movies. Yeah, it
0: it touches on I think one of the big things you get in a lot of these is the uh clash between like boy scout Leonardo and bad right. boy Raphael. That's exactly. usually where the the, the, all the conflict comes from these two brothers who kind of are, you know, philosophically opposed to each other.
1: Exactly. But then have to learn to be brothers and yeah. uh, learn to be a family. Um, and then ne- It that-
0: never involves Michelangelo and Donatello. They just no, want, because they- <laughs> Michelangelo is a party dude and Donatello does
1: machines. That's it. Yeah. That's all they do. And then, and then after that, which the movie didn't do as well as anyone hoped, after that the uh, the rights transferred over to uh, Paramount or Nickelodeon, and uh, Michael Bay produced the two those two live action movies that nobody really liked, um, and now we're getting a new Turtles movie this summer. Um,
0: yes, well, and then and there were also two two more uh, two more animated series, both of which are like I feel like when it comes to the animated series, it's you know. It is always trying to be like, let's give it a fresh spin while still having the energy of the the classic cartoon, but like with better production value, better writing, you know, yeah. its own style. And I think that's why there's been three, all of which were relatively successful and relatively well-received.
1: Yeah. And I, I think, you know, the thing is, I think when this franchise sticks to the four turtles and their personalities... Is when I think this franchise works um, when it starts making like in this movie it makes them all just sort of joke machines and kind of doesn't play with their their personalities at all. But when yeah. you have when you have the foursome sort of following the the tropes of there's the boy scout there's the like you know the surly one the dark brooding one and then there's the one who's more science minded and then the one who's more like fun loving when it plays with those. I think this franchise really works. Um,
0: yeah. Typically and- when they, when it when like this movie, they all sound the same. The only difference is Raphael has like a slightly thicker New York accent.
1: Right. Exactly. And be, like,
0: cause he's, cause he's cool, but rude.
1: Right. And he might, he might be a little more sarcastic than the others, but it's not like, it doesn't feel like he's an actual character. None of, none of the turtles really feel like individuals in this to me.
0: No, um, no, no, no. I mean, it's, this is, this is not where you're going for strong turtle characterization. <laughs> I think any of the other movies are going to have that more than this one, including the, uh, the ones from the 2010s.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's what makes this franchise sort of work, and I'm really intrigued by the new movie because it, you know, the, making the the turtles actually feel like kids is a is kind of the novel concept here. Um, yeah, well,
0: it's 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 you know they've never been teenagers except in that they say dude a lot, uh, <laughs> yeah. like they're giant jacked you know mutant monster men, and then like I love the designs in the new. I mean, obviously this this new one is trying to have the same sort of energy and style as the Spider-Man Spider-Verse movies. And I think that's a brilliant way to yeah. go. I think animation ends up always being the way to go with the Ninja Turtles because they are so cartoony as characters yeah. and in their design. And the bulk of their you know rogues gallery are mutant monsters with the exception right. of Shredder. So it it, I, it really does work. And it's, I fe- it feels new and different. While still feeling like it kind of gets the the kind of hodgepodge of like three or four types of tones that right. people associate with the ninja Turtles, where it's you know, it's gritty, but it's goofy. you know it's and right. it's colorful, but it's like got a ton of action.
1: Right, exactly, and I think, uh, and I, you know, I think the, the, the Spider-Verse style, I think, is the way to go with it, and it always just seems like these characters, like you say, are just better suited in animation, just because there's just, you can make them more dynamic, you can make it, and you're not hampered by the limitations of live action, which, you know, the 90s movies had the suits, and the, the 2010 movies had all the money in the world, but still couldn't quite, like, make the relationships between human characters and the CG Turtles work, you know?
0: Yeah, well, the the also those Ninja Turtles movies had the same problem as the Transformers movies right. where it's like, just, wh- what are you doing? Like, why are these <laughs> stories so complicated and yeah. uncomfortable and terrible? It's yeah. like, what is yeah. happening? <laughs> well, I mean, we'll get into the Transformers franchise someday because, my God. But, yeah. uh... Yeah, but uh, that, I think this because it was coming out of uh, uh, Michael Bay and Platinum Dunes, so it had similar issues. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'm I'm optimistic. I, the Ninja Turtles have clearly, you know, obviously all of the fans that loved it in our generation are now making these movies and making the Ninja Turtles. I, you know, keeping the IP going. But I do think you know it's never really realized, been lived up to its fullest potential. You know, on the certainly not in movies, maybe not always on TV in the way people want. But I think this, if if this, if, if Mutant Mayhem, the new movie, if any movie could do it, I think it's this one. I'm, yeah. I'm choosing to be optimistic, and you know me yeah. well. I'm not optimistic about anything.
1: The the other, have you seen Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Sam?
0: I ha- I haven't the yet. Di-
1: the direct to video animated movie. Yeah. It's actually, awesome. It's so much fun. It is, is it so cuz those odd. those
0: DC animated movies some of them are awesome and then some of them are shaky.
1: Yeah, it's very, they're very hit or miss, but this one is actually like worth your time. It is oh. uh I wouldn't say like the the story is sort of like ridiculous, but uh but Batman and the Turtles are actually two flavors that go pretty well together.
0: Oh yeah, cuz Batman anyone goes well off Batman. <laughs> That's the true. Flash,
1: featuring Batman. Yeah, yeah. two Batman as it as it happens.
0: Yeah, that's going to that's an interesting movie. Uh the the I mean again, the DCEU uh, yeah. or whatever's left of it is a a conversation for another day. It's nothing has ever made it to a concrete part 3, I would say. I guess yeah. that's Justice League, and yeah, I don't want to think... talk about any I don't want to talk about <laughs> Joss Whedon or Zack Snyder's Justice League.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, uh yeah, I don't want to talk about I don't think there's actually a whole lot to say about Joss Whedon's Justice League aside from the production of it and Zack Snyder's Justice League is four fucking hours. So,
0: yeah, no one I don't have 4 hours. <laughs> I didn't have 4 hours before I had a kid. I sure as shit don't have it now.
1: Yeah. Watches exactly.
0: IMAX IMAX framed movie on my TV or phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to say about that,
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll punt the the DC till some other yeah. date.
0: <laughs> well, well, we'll wait if they can swing a third Wonder Woman, we'll enter it that way. You know, that's yeah, how I that'll be our, our way in. If they I get a third that's... Suicide Squad, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. whatever. happens. is that, I don't I don't even want to try to figure it out. It just makes me tired, Sam. Well, it's it's like they clearly
0: like James Gunn. I'm I'm sure if he had his way would just start from scratch but you yeah. can't start from scratch because they've put sunk so much money into it and you know, obviously, they can write off one movie for tax purposes, but they can't write they can't off all all, movie of, movie. all the shit they've done for tax <laughs> purposes. So you know, they have to find a. They're gonna I, they're gonna flashpoint paradox it. I have a yeah. feeling. It's no, I mean, like, I think
1: that's that's what happened. I mean, and of course, James Gunn came in while well, that movie was at least being finished. Yeah, like so. that,
0: and Aquaman and Shazam 2 were all like in the works. Yeah, and you know, it's, I don't know. Like, look, I. The business these days is complicated, gang. It's very it, complicated.
1: It's complicated and, and depressing on multiple fronts. So uh, it is. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. And no matter what, you can you can be assured that there will always be one to four Batman uh, on the big screen at any given time. Uh, so <laughs> know that he's out there looking out for all of us.
1: In some um, way, shape, or form. Yes, and, and, and bringing it back. You will always, I think, every five to six years, see a new Ninja Turtles movie on the big screen. Um, yeah, and, and, and honestly,
0: uh, like, for all my bagging on this movie, and I'm not a huge Ninja Turtles fan, it's a it's a wonderfully inoffensive franchise that yeah. you can do a lot of, like, it's, it's accessible enough to a younger audience, and it's inventive, and it's fun, and I, I think it's always going to have, um, the, the characters are relatable enough for mutant Ninja Turtles uh, <laughs> that you can tell a lot of stories with it. And even if you're not gonna tell like character stuff, you have it's got a deep well of weird, like uh, existing characters and villains and stuff. It, it's great. It's Ninja Turtles. I get why it survived this long. It's yeah. that perfect balance of cool and weird that yes. kids really, really respond to.
1: Yeah, and and I mean, and now it, not so much. But I do think one of its biggest. Uh, selling points, at least in the '80s, was just how confused I think it made parents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean now the backlash
0: to it know. was was strong, but not as strong as Power Rangers because Power Rangers no. was more cut and dried, just people beating each other up.
1: Right, exactly. I mean, you could and you can fudge it with the turtles because they were funny and silly. So you could yeah. you could be like, oh well, now they're just swinging salami <laughs> sticks. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, my, kid,
0: th- my kid can't imitate that; he's not a turtle. You know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, but yes, Power oh. Rangers, which came in to, to consume Teenage Ninja Turtles lunch, also sort of riding the wave on a bunch of different trends, smashed together into one For sure, one for thing. sure. And, so.
0: and uh, wonderfully cost-effective to produce uh, exactly. at the same time. Yeah. So they could make, uh, you know, it wasn't always good, but there was always a lot of it.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: So yeah, um, on the heels of the Ninja Turtles... Uh, I think I want, I I haven't, I've been waffling on where I want to go next. And, uh, I think I'm going to go with another animal-based franchise. uh, Because, well, we've both been busy, Will. And I think, uh, it's time that we escape from the planet of the apes.
1: Oh, all right. I've never seen this one. I'm excited. No, it's, it's,
0: as Dana Gould puts it, it's love American style with chimps. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is, this is going to, this is a third movie where it's like, Okay, how do we keep this franchise going? Because the last movie ended with the Earth blowing up.
1: <laughs> yes, and so and like this this movie, we uh, like Turtles Three. They uh, they come up with time travel, right? That's they the... do,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, They have yeah. come up with time travel, and it's 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 fun. It's a fun, lighthearted romp through early seventies Los Angeles. Uh, but like every Ninja, uh, like every Planet of the Apes movie, it has a horribly bleak ending. <laughs>
1: No, I'm excited. I, uh, I this is like I said. I haven't seen this one. I think I've seen all the other ape movies except this one, and I don't know why. Um, I don't know it's, why that uh, happened. It's the odd it's the
0: oddball in the group. Like I think that it's not the yeah. worst one. The fifth one is the worst one uh, of the original movies because um, uh, it's the one where they ran out of money. Yeah, it's- but it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's such a strange franchise, and it's it's you know it's origins are fascinating and it's it was you know like it was a big blockbuster franchise before that was even really a concept this predates yeah. star wars in terms of like having a lot of merchandise and having a huge fan following and going for three or four sequels
1: and spin and tv spin-offs too there was an yes. animated series and a live action series uh, um, yeah this is one of this is like the first the big big daddy i mean maybe you know, maybe really the Universal Monsters was the first, you know, as we yeah, were talking this, about. Yeah, this
0: no, and that. and then, like, right after this, uh, I, like, right around when Star Wars came out, Star Trek came back. Like, Star right. Trek had its yeah. animated series in the 70s as well. But this is, yeah. you know, uh, late 60s, like, cerebral sci-fi that stumbles into becoming a big, like, blockbuster franchise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exciting. I'm, I am very excited, so.
0: Yeah and i'm yeah. thinking we'll do escape from the planet of the apes but we'll save war for the planet of the apes to a later date cuz they are okay. like apart from the ultimate bleakness of them both they're they're like night and day those two the two different iterations of planet of the apes the new ones deserve to be discussed uh, on their own separate from the old ones cuz i from think the they're, old ones. they're they're they are so they're the most worthy rebooted franchise to like warrant their own separate discussion
1: yeah, I I agree. And and the tone is so different and yeah. yeah but yes, I appreciate. Sure. We
0: yeah. can talk about the Tim Burton one though if you want.
1: Well, you know. Which I don't think I've Oh no, I have seen it. I watched it with you. You Yeah, you know, we watched and, it together. We watched it's, it together. It's, it's, yeah.
0: yeah, it's got <laughs> some awesome Rick Baker uh makeup and that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah, otherwise, it's uh real and like an, at a,
0: like an attempt like an at an M Night Shyamalan twist ending, but it doesn't make any sense.
1: No. No, it does not. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: But yes, uh Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Uh it's 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 a it's a strange movie, but it does have Ricardo Montalban.
1: Every good movie should.
0: <laughs> Every movie should have Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> He's not in any other part 3s that I can think of except Spy Kids 3.
1: Uh is he in Spy Kids three? Yeah, I guess he is. Yeah, 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 yeah He yeah, goes yeah.
0: into the he goes into the three D he goes into the metaverse to fight Sylvester right. Stallone. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I'm excited. Planet of the Apes it's fun. We're going to go uh, do one of our older part threes. There's not a lot mm. uh, of the old school ones, but this is one of uh, this is one of the older movies in the pantheon. So uh, it'll be uh, it'll be a treat.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. As as always, Sam, you pick the uh, the the classier the the better movies, and I pick the. Uh, the garbage ones. So,
0: no, 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 no. I I I, I mean, I could pick I could be op- pick the obvious ones like I could say, "Oh, we're going to watch Return of the King," or "We're going to oh, watch right. Godfather 3." I like to think I'm picking the eclectic uh flawed gems. If there you, you will. go. There you, you go. know, yeah, I'm that's, that's I, your... like if if your if your bread and butter is Once Upon a Time in Mexico and t- Ninja <laughs> Turtles 3, mine is like Exorcist 3 where it's like it's right. good. <laughs> it's not great. It's good though, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, it's our dynamic. It's how we. It's how we
0: make yeah. this uh, the show. <laughs> also, it's just like Godfather Three is long.
1: I I want to. Return of the King is long. Return uh, of
0: the King is long. Third Hobbit is long. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get there for sure. For sure. But you know, there's a lot of part threes uh, worth discussing in the meantime,
1: or at least franchises, which is sort of why I picked this one because I. It's not a good movie, and there's no way you can spin it as a good movie. Um, but talking about the turtles is fun. So
0: yeah, like, yeah. well, when we talk about like, when we get to Tokyo Drift, we're not just <laughs> going to talk about Tokyo Drift, you know, yeah. there's yeah. nine other movies around it that are, you know, Im- it has a whole family of, uh, other sequels <laughs> to talk about,
1: <laughs> so to speak yeah.
0: as always, yeah. uh, whether anyone's listening or not, will I love talking about this nonsense it's, with you. It, 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 it gives me, it gives my, it, it feeds my soul.
1: Yeah, uh, same here. I, uh, it 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 makes me very happy just to talk franchises and just bullshit movie stuff with you. So
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I, I will see you next week, uh, uh, not in the future, in uh, very much in 1972, uh, <laughs> and uh, with Escape from the Planet of the Apes. And until then, uh, will
1: let's kick shell. <laughs> God, I love being a turtle. No. Nothing. Do
0: you, though? Like, do you love being a turtle?
1: (laughs) Wouldn't you rather just be a man? (laughs) Probably. I mean, Mikey sure does in this movie.
0: Oh, my God. Mikey. Yeah, they got to get him out there to the, you know, (laughs) aquarium or something to meet some girls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure that Rule Thirty Four is visited on on uh, the the Ninja Turtles uh, many times. I don't yeah. dare find out for
1: myself. Nope, not something I care to. Uh, in- oh God! Like in the,
0: in the in the in the the one with Megan Fox, he says something like, "Oh, she's making my
1: shell tight." Oh man, uh, I for, I've forgotten it. like almost everything about those movies. But it that's like it, it just it's really uncomfortable when they make jokes like that. And not like I mean, like in the first movie, they make get, like they they say, "Oh, she's a babe," but it always sort of feels like it's playful and not like they're actually attracted to her. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, and it's like in this one, Mikey, like he's not even like attracted to the rebel leader. He like genuinely has he's feelings in love. for. Yeah, yeah, and because <laughs> he's not like played like a kid, it yeah. comes off like he's just this grown man. <laughs>
1: it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so <sighs> weird.
0: Yeah, I think it's 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 gonna be. I think. Jarring at first, but a smart move to actually make these teenage mutant ninja turtles teenagers in the new yeah. one, and we can get rid, of, get past all of the that awkwardness.
1: Completely. Yeah, and it seems like they've also aged April so that she's like at least the same age as them, which might yeah, also help yeah. their dynamic too. Yeah, so. for
0: sure, for sure. All right, uh, all right. I'm glad we're done talking about this.
1: Yeah. <laughs>